So this morning we're going to be talking about the hope revealed to Joseph. And so as we uh, get ready to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, um, I want to share a little bit of a story with you guys. You know, this is my, this is my second favorite holiday. And some of you are thinking, well, what is your first? Well, Easter is my first favorite holiday because we celebrate the resurrection, the, the victory that Jesus had over the grave and, and the, the finalization of our eternal salvation in him. And so that is my first favorite holiday. This is my second favorite holiday because um, it is when Jesus is born into the world, when God condescends himself to the form of a human flesh, that he may keep his perfect law live a sinless life, and then come to the Easter celebration that we have. And so this is the start of that. Um, This is when God dwells among men in the physical form, and no longer in the temple with just the Spirit, but actually taken on the form of a human being. And so um, we get to celebrate Easter in a few months, but right now in this month we're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating Christ coming uh, and dwelling with us. And so as we think about uh, the hope revealed to Joseph, um, I kind of want us to think about Joseph as a man, as a human. Joseph, like me, like you, um, he has fears, he has uh, apprehensions, he has insecurities, he wor- he's worried about losing his hair, going bald. Uh, he might even, that was a joke. <laughs> He might even be worried about how he's dressed and how Mary will take him as his husband. And so Joseph is a man. And so as we look at the text this morning, as we examine the hope that was revealed to Joseph by the, the angel of the Lord, I want us to think about Joseph. Put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a moment as we look at this text. Put yourself in his spot. And, and as we look at the scriptures, I, don't, I want you to look at them not as um, ancient but as like a, a, a excerpt from his life, you know, like you're reading a personal journal. Like, think about Joseph in the, in this in this in this manner that you have opened up uh, a journal from their family and you're reading this out of out of their journal and they've 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 uh, recorded these things that we may have a glimpse into their life. So as we look in the text, um, I would like you to consider Joseph's character, Joseph's circumstance. And Joseph's commitment. And so th- this morning, that's what we're going to focus on. The hope revealed to Joseph. Jesus the Messiah. As God has brought Jesus to dwell among men for the redemption of humanity, for all of the, the redemption of all creation, Joseph is the man chosen to steward this baby boy, to raise him up in a godly home. Joseph is that man. And so as we look at that, I want us to consider his character, the circumstance, as well as Joseph's commitment. If you will, please stand with me uh, for the reading of God's Word, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And this is what it says. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. 
She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. You may be seated. Dear Heavenly Father, as we humbly come before you, Father, in this time where we get to open your word, Father, we get to um, take a glimpse into this time when you did the most miraculous thing ever, and that was when you condescended yourself into the form of a human being to ransom all creation back to yourself, to restore that which was broken by sin in Genesis. And so over the years, you've, you've worked with your people and you've set up this time period to be perfect for you to arrive on scene to ransom creation. And so, Father, as, I, as we take a look into your word, Father, as we, as we seek to understand your heartbeat here in the text, Father, I, I, would, I would like us to place ourselves in the position of Joseph, what it must have been like to be told by the angel that you, God, had chosen their family to raise this little boy who would be the Savior of the world. Father, what, what it must have been like to be in Joseph's situation when Mary walked up to him and said, i got to tell you that I'm pregnant, and what he must have felt. But at the same time, the overwhelming joy that he must have felt when the angel visited him and said, Joseph, the son that Mary has is, is, is a miraculous thing. It's a God-given thing. And it is for the ransom, the eternal salvation of all of humanity. And what Joseph must have felt in that moment. That you would choose him out of all the men that would choose Mary out of all the women for this task. And so, Father, I am overwhelmed by your, your grace. I'm overwhelmed by your glory, by your presence, that you would choose us, a broken people, a people undeserving of your love. But yet, in your infinite grace, you love us and you chose us to be the beacon of light. Just as you chose Mary and Joseph and revealed hope to them for all humanity, you have given us the opportunity to steward your scripture well, to live it well, to be the beacon of hope of yourself, to proclaim eternal salvation to the Park Circle community, to North Charleston, Father. I pray that we would do it well. And I pray that this morning as we look at Joseph and the task that you had for him, that we could also parallel our own lives with this, that we could see clearly the task that you have for us, and that we would accept it with joy, that we would have a godly character about us, that despite the circumstance we may find ourselves in, whether it be desirable or undesirable, that God, your Holy Spirit would project us to be committed to you, and that we would carry out in obedience everything that you've called us to do. And so, Father, I just pray, Father, the people here that are, that are, um, that are, are with us this morning, Father, that their hearts would be calm and still, Father, that you would open up their hearts to receive your word, Father, that we could see the hope of the glory here in the gospel, Father. That 
that you are a God who loves us with immense love, that you would be willing to do this, step out of glory into human flesh, suffer, live a sinless life, be beaten, die, and be resurrected, and that you would call us to yourself and you would purify us, that your glory may be our glory, Father. And so, Father, I thank you. I give you this time, Father. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be active and working. I pray that you would uh, touch every person here, Father, that the words that I speak would not be of my own, but, Father, it would be of you. And, Father, that uh, we would clearly um, look into your text, into your scriptures, Father, and we would withdraw from it that which would you have for us, Father, and that we would live it. And, Father, we would apply it to our hearts and our lives, Father, and that we would embody it, Father, for your glory and, Father, for your glory alone. And it's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. Amen. All right, so we're in Matthew chapter 1, and so we're looking at Joseph's character. So Joseph was a man just like you and I. He was a young man, but he was a man nonetheless. And so Joseph um, is faced with this... um, this situation where Mary comes and tells him that, hey, I'm pregnant. Now, Joseph, being a man, knows what it takes to get pregnant, and he's thinking to himself, hey, I, uh, I, I wasn't involved in this. What, what's, what's up with that? Right? And so the text, uh, Matthew here, he, he lays out just how the conception and the birth of Jesus is going to take place and is taking place. It says, verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, when his mother uh, Mary had been betrothed, and as Brian talked about that process, that's a legal process um, that took place between uh, a woman and a man where um, it was kind of like an engagement, but it was very, very legal. Um, and so uh, they were going to be husband and wife. And then uh, it says that um, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. And so what does this tell us right here in, this, in, this, uh, in verse 19 about Joseph? He says, the text, the scripture says, And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man. What does that say about the character of Joseph? That, that the Holy Spirit of God would inspire Matthew to write that Joseph was a righteous man. And so we see that um, Joseph was an honorable man. He, uh, in his character, was displayed when he chose to not publicly humiliate his fiancée when she comes to him and and says, hey, I'm with child. Now, obviously, as a man, I would be thinking the same thing he was thinking probably at this time. We're like, all right, well, if I didn't do it, somebody else did it. Right? And so in this engagement period, right, that, would, that would cancel a wedding in a heartbeat, I'm pretty sure. Right? Would you guys agree? If you were in his shoes and you had this young lady that you loved dearly and that you were going to spend your, the rest of your life with, and then she comes up to you and says, hey, by the way, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm with child. I think that would, that would put a damper on the wedding bells for me. Um, but you know, a lot of things could come up in that. Anger, um, a lot of questions, you know, whatever. But, um, but Joseph being a, a righteous man, being a man of good character, being a man who uh, wanted to live right. We see the, the attitude of his heart here when it says that not wanting to disgrace her, he planned to send her away secretly. 
Now, I know there's a lot of people that in this world that if you do them wrong, they're going to want to put you on public display, right? Um, and I can't imagine what Joseph must have felt here when Mary had told him this. He must have been thinking, oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I bet. Um, like, you know, he, I can only imagine Mary having just this trembling fear coming before her this man that she loves, and saying, hey, Joseph, I want to let you know this miraculous thing has happened to me. The angel of the Lord visited me and told me that I was going to be um, with child from the Holy Spirit, that I was favored among women. Now, Joseph, being a man, probably very, very, very familiar with the Old Testament scriptures, um, you know, the prophets, the, the prophets, where um, as we looked in Isaiah, um, that, uh, or the, as it's quoted from Isaiah, that um, a virgin would conceive a child, right? Joseph's probably thinking, like, this is one in a million chance, right? No way, Mary, it's not you. Like, I can just imagine thinking, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, keep talking, mm-hmm, yep, I bet, mm-hmm. But, but, you know, whatever Joseph felt, it doesn't tell us what he felt internally, but whatever he felt, his character was not defiled by that. And we see that in his actions. The scriptures say that he's a righteous man. It says that um, it says that as he secretly he wanted to secretly put her away. I mean, he didn't want to disgrace her. He didn't want to put her in public shame. Now, if you understand in, De- in De- Deuteronomy chapter twenty, if you go back and look there, you can look at uh, what happens when a woman gets pregnant by somebody that's not her husband, uh, or some, or adultery takes place, and um, there's a child that's conceived in there, and so there there is a real um, there's a real fear here, right? Because legally, Joseph could have had Mary stoned. He could have had her executed. But he didn't want to do that. Um, we see the attitude of his spirit here, that he was, his heart was pointed not to blame and shame her publicly, uh, but, but rather he wanted to quietly and tastefully and lovingly handle the situation in their lives. And he wanted just to secretly put her away. What does that say about Joseph's character? His character, Joseph's character, was also exemplified by the circumstance that he found himself in. If you think with me for a moment, okay, here we are. Joseph has just been contemplating on how he's going to um, break off this engagement with Mary, but not like make a public spectacle out of this. And then you got to think, he was thinking to himself, you know, this isn't what I wanted for myself. This isn't what I, I thought we had a good thing going, Mary. Like, I, I may, maybe I didn't want to be quite uh, in this situation. But, but look what it says here in verses 20 through 23. It says this, But when he had considered this, when, when Joseph had considered this, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. So here's a circumstance that Mary and Joseph caught themselves in. Mary had to divulge this information to Joseph because you can't hide that for too long. And Joseph, being a man of upstanding character, a righteous man, as the scripture says, 
thought to put her away secretly. But it says that when he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And here they are, a young couple about to be newlyweds. And this is the circumstance they find themselves in. Where Mary's pregnant and Joseph is going to be a new father. And they have been married, or they will have been married probably for you know, just a couple months. And can you imagine what he, was, what he was thinking about this? Maybe he thought that they would have this extravagant honeymoon. Maybe he was thinking, oh, we'll wait three or four years before we get pregnant and have some kids, and we'll enjoy our time together. We'll go travel the, the countryside. We'll go up and down uh, Israel. We'll t- check out all the neat beaches, and we'll go and see all the cool things. Maybe, maybe he was thinking, you know what? I'm going to build this nice house, and Mary and I are going to move in this nice house, and then we'll have kids. Maybe he was thinking, wow, are you kidding me? Like, how am I supposed to raise the Son of God? And I can't imagine the, the overwhelming emotions he must have had when the angel visited him. But here's the weight of what he was involved in. A brand new marriage, a brand new baby. Maybe what is, it, what is the community going to say? Maybe there's going to be some external gossip. But here's a man who has a young wife and now a young pregnant wife and has to take on the roles and responsibility of not only husband, but also his father to a brand new baby boy. Can you, can you think of that circumstance for a moment? Not only that, but it's not just any baby boy. This is the boy that is going to save humanity, that's going to reconcile humanity to God. And this was all proclaimed by the prophet. So Joseph, being this man who uh, was probably very, very familiar with the Old Testament scriptures, had, had read about this before, and now it's taken place, and now he's a part of it. So can you imagine how Joseph must have went from being overwhelmingly mad or angry to overwhelmingly feeling inadequate to the task? Like, and but full of joy, thinking, Yes, I get to be a part of God's plan. Could you imagine, like, like God, he sees, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, here's this miraculous thing that's happening in your family, and you get to be a part of it. And can you imagine how Joseph must have felt to, um, to be called to do that? And all the while, God has has this as a purpose for him, for his family. None of this was accidental. This was all by God's plan. That this is the circumstance Joseph would be in. This is the circumstance that Mary would be in. That God would show up to them. That God would choose them to bear the son that would ransom humanity and reconcile humanity uh, back to himself. And so this... So you think to yourself, well, you know, okay, how does this apply to me? Well, if we look at Joseph and his character, we have to ask ourselves, do we embody the same godly characters that Joseph embodied? 
would we do, would we do the same thing? Would we want to uh, handle situations that may be desirable or may not be desirable? We wouldn't want to handle them the same way, tastefully, quietly, um, godly. And then his circumstance. At first, maybe he felt the circumstance was not desirable. Maybe he was like, oh, this is not really what I planned for my life. This is not really how I expected it to turn out. But then, after the angel appeared to him, can you think of what a glorious circumstance to be in? What a, what a, what a joyous thing that you get to be a part of the salvation of all of humanity, the salvation of anyone who would put their trust and faith in Jesus Christ. You get to be a part of that. You get to be um, the blessing that comes with raising uh, the, the Savior of the world. And so maybe you are in a situation, maybe you've been in situations where you have uh, thought, well, you know, maybe I'm not, I'm not quite cut out for this task. Maybe I'm a little inadequate to the task. Maybe you've been, you've been staring down this thing that God's called you to do, and you're thinking, there's no way I could do that. And while that may be very well true, God, he is, he, if he has called you to it, he has purposed you to be in that circumstance, in that situation for a reason, because his purpose, because uh, he has a purpose for it. And so his purpose here with Joseph uh, and his purpose here in this text with Mary was to bring in salvation to the, to, to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. And so maybe his purpose for you being in that circumstance is for you to proclaim Jesus to someone that you know, that you rub shoulders with every day, someone that is in your work area, somebody that is in um, your community, maybe your neighbor or something like that. Or maybe it is that you would disciple um, a young person or disciple someone and bring them up in the faith and that you would rub shoulders with them. And it may be um, at what you would consider an a inopportune time, but the time for that person and the the, the, the time that God has put you in that place is for a purpose. And so, considering the circumstances of Mary and Joseph here, Joseph may have thought to himself, well, I would have liked to do things a little bit differently, but God has a better plan. Do you understand that our temporary circumstances might just be a bigger plan that's unknowable at the time? Joseph didn't really know what the full plan was. He didn't. Joseph didn't see 35 years down the road to the cross at this moment. And, and so maybe um, it's unknowable at the time, your circumstance, but, a method, but it's a method of sanctification that leads to a holier spirit, leads you to a more mature spirit, or it's a time of spiritual growth for you. And in what ways... Have you seen the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God reveal His purpose um, to you in your various circumstances? Here we see the angel in verse 20. says this, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife. Here Joseph has confirmation. This is scriptural confirmation. The angel of the Lord appears to him. Every time we see the angel of the Lord appearing to somebody, the first thing they say is, don't be afraid. It must be an overwhelming experience. An angel has never appeared to me, but... I would think I would be very afraid if the angel appeared to me. But the angel appears to, to Joseph and confirms Joseph to Joseph that Mary has told the truth to him. And so um, 
here we are. Joseph is with this, this angel, and, and, and the angel is telling him exactly what to do. Is given a commandment from the Lord. And Joseph is ready to commit to doing it. As Mary said, Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Do as you will unto me. Joseph has a very similar reaction. It doesn't say he says anything verbally, but it says that his actions proclaim that he was committed to the cause. And so we look at Joseph's commitment to the Lord. It says that he did exactly as the Lord commanded him in the text. Isn't that amazing? That, the, that God sent a messenger, gave Joseph a direct command, and Joseph immediately did as he was commanded. He was faithful to execute exactly what God had revealed to him. He took Mary as his wife, and he named the baby Jesus, just as he was told to do. And then he kept her, uh, he kept Mary a virgin until she gave birth to the son. So we see Joseph was committed to the command of the Lord. You know, did, did the angels appearing to Joseph, did it change his perception? Probably so. Was he, was he um, disappointed that he didn't get to take the honeymoon he wanted? Probably not. Uh, we can't even know that. But what we can know is that he honored God, and, he, was, and he, was, he honored God by being committed to the Lord's instructions, by doing exactly what the Lord had commanded him to do. And what I think there, as we can see from this, is that he was eager to do it. I think that we can see that he was joyed to do it. And I think that we can see that um, he was honored in being chosen to be a part of that. So we see Joseph's reaction to all of this was his commitment, his obedience, and faithfulness. And so what I'd like to ask you, so as we, we've considered this morning Joseph's, um, we, we've considered Joseph's um, commitment and his circumstance and then his character, I'd like to ask you, can the same be said about you? You see, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph, and he said to Joseph exactly what he wanted Joseph to do, and that was to take Mary as his, as his wife and to name their son Jesus, to raise him up in a godly home, it says that Joseph was a righteous man. And would the, would, if this was us, would the Holy Spirit inspire Matthew to write the same thing about us? Do we have a godly character? Would our actions, do our actions show that we have a godly character despite our circumstances? And then do we take exactly what God's Word says, and do we apply it? Are we committed to carrying it out? Can we confidently say that I'm committed to being faithful for, to what Christ has called me to do, what Christ reveals to me to do through His Holy Word? Do we react to the hope that's been revealed to Christ in us as Joseph reacted to the hope that was revealed to him by the angel? It's said that the angel of the Lord appeared to him saying that, they were, that Mary was going to uh, bear a son and his name is going to be Jesus, which is translated Emmanuel, just as the prophet had proclaimed. This is the hope that was, that was, that was given to uh, Joseph, that this son, 
would be the ransom for sinners, would be the reconciliation of God to his people. And so, you know, like Joseph, we have a similar, a very, very similar situation. We have the hope. We have the scriptures. We know the end of the story. Unlike Joseph, who didn't know 35 years later that Jesus would be crucified, that that was what must take place, we know the end of the story. But all too often, I think, we, when we come to the text, we look at the text, and we, we quickly read, five minutes later, we know the end, and we forget that these people had real feelings, and they, we forget that they had real questions, and they were living in it at the time. And so when we come to the Scriptures, and when God speaks to our heart and commands us to do um, whatever it is that he commands us to do, whether it's change something about our character, change something about the way, the things that we do, whether it's asking us to step out in faith and trust him in this area of our life or trust him in this other area of our life, whatever that is, whether that's teaching or whether that's facilitating or opening our home and being hospitable or whatever the case may be, and we feel inadequate to the task, we have to understand that we have been given a hope that we're to share with those around us. We've been given a hope that um, a lost and dying world needs. And so in that, we have the grand opportunity to, we have the grand opportunity to share what God is doing in our lives with others. And Joseph here, had the opportunity to raise Jesus, to be a father to Jesus, to raise him up, love him, cherish him. And we have the opportunity to share Christ, what he's done in our hearts, how we cherish Christ, and our actions, and our reactions, and our character. We have the opportunity to share that with somebody that we meet on a daily basis, a hope for the forgiveness of their sins, a hope for their, their brokenness. And so how do we react, church, to the hope that has been revealed to us in Christ? The point of salvation for us, how do we react to that? Do we commit to it as Joseph did here, where he immediately awoke and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him? Do we immediately commit to what God is telling us to do when, when we get in the Scriptures and God tells us to change something about ourselves or to step out in faith and, and, and teach or to step out in faith and change this about this one area of our life? Do we immediately commit to that? When God calls us to witness to someone, to share our testimony with someone that we meet in the grocery line or that we've rubbed shoulders with a few, a few times and we get the opportunity over coffee or over lunch or uh, what have you, to share our own testimony. Do we, do we do it? Are we committed to it? Are we committed to sharing uh, the hope that God has given us? Or do we shy away from it? Do we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us? And are we faithful to do what is revealed to us? I hope so. Joseph was. Joseph was committed. Joseph, having all the feelings that he had, may have had, all the things that he may have considered, had this opportunity. And you know what he does and how he reacts to the circumstance? Being a righteous man, he immediately does exactly what uh, the angel had 
commanded him to do. He woke up and he followed through. He was committed to the cause. He was committed to Mary. He was committed to Jesus. He was committed to obeying and being faithful to the command that the Lord had given him. And so I hope that we can say the same about ourselves. As we prepare for a time of invitation, I want to share, and the band can come forward, I want to share this with you. Like, this is the hope. Mary and Joseph were on the front end of salvation, or the front end of the salvation of humanity. They were issuing in Jesus to their home. They were going to raise him up. This was God condescending himself to, the fe- to, to fleshly form, so that he could have a relationship with his people that's uninhibited by sin, that's uninhibited by physical boundaries. And here it is. As Mary and Joseph were committed to doing the thing that God had commanded them to do, you and I also have the ability to share this testimony. That is, that God, mankind sinned in Genesis 3, that God had provided a way through Jesus as he sent him into this world to live a sinless and perfect life, Jesus was raised up, became a man, but was God in the flesh. And unlike us, he was not, he was not a sinner. He was judged in accordance with the law, and he's able to justify those by his own, by his own perfection. He just died on the cross for our sins was buried in the grave, three days later rose from the grave to offer salvation to those who would trust in him. And so that is the joy and the hope that we get to share. And so church, I hope that you're excited about this, just as Joseph was when he woke up from the dream, excited to do and be committed to that which God had called him and commanded him to do. And so for us, we also have to be excited. We also have to be committed. When God's Holy Spirit and the scriptures reveal to us, something that needs, needs to change, whether it's a, a character thing or whether it's, hey, I need, I need you to witness to this person. Share the hope that the glory that you have inside of you because of what Christ has done for you. I hope that you are excited to do that, and I hope that we are doing that, and that we're committed to that and as a church, that as we go into this Christmas season and we look at Jesus being obedient to the Father in complete, in, in complete obedience, that he humbled himself to the point of becoming a man in human flesh, that we would also likewise be able to, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be committed to Christ in a similar way, o- obeying that other scriptures, what they tell us to do, obeying, um, you know, being, as Galatians uh, 5, uh, 22 says, being in the, f- the fruits of the Spirit, gentleness, peace, hope, and love, taking those things and embodying them, the characteristics of God. So as we prepare for this time of invitation, I'd like for you to consider that. Maybe, you're, maybe you have um, not met Christ, and maybe you don't have a godly character. This is your opportunity to meet Christ. This is your opportunity to um, have the opportunity to adopt godly character by having his Holy Spirit come inside of you, uh, by trusting and, and placing your faith in Christ. Maybe you have been in uh, circumstances where they were unfavorable, and you didn't react uh, godly to them. Maybe this is your time to repent from that, and maybe this is time for you to say, hey, you know what? No matter the circumstance, I'm going to be committed to Christ. I'm going to be committed to following through um, with, God, with, God, with what God has commanded me to do. And then maybe you have commitment issues. Maybe uh, you struggle with that. So maybe this is the time for you to commit your heart to Christ. Say, you know what? I'm going to be committed to you, and I'm going to follow through with you. 
um, in, in these areas of my life that you've spoken to me about. So whatever it is that you need, I'm here to pray uh, for you and with you. And if you've never met Christ, I pray that you don't leave here today without him. And uh, also, uh, Walter, if, if you um, see him or any of the deacons, they'll be glad to, to speak with you. So as we prepare for this time of invitation, I'd like you to reflect on that. Look at Joseph's character, his circumstance, and his commitment, and ask yourself if you embody the same things that Joseph did.